0: with a view from sitting on the fence. This is Backyard's non-tech channel. Hey, what's happening? We are sitting on the fence here at Backyard's non-tech channel. I did say in the uh, Daily Primo uploaded over on my main channel, I would have a video here and I do. And it astounds me when I say stuff like this. I'm automatically called a bloody racist. Okay. Now, this could get me into hot water. And frankly, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Um, Australia's relationship with China is toxic. From my point of view, that's a good thing. We made a catastrophic error back in the 90s when a former Labor Prime Minister said Australia should be very close to China, economically and to a point, unfortunately, politically. Here in Australia, China's managed to weave its way into our everything. Medical system, political system, freedoms, media, businesses, the everything. That same form of Prime Minister has not been seen since the outbreak of the pandemic. In fact, he hasn't said boo from what I can tell, other than to bash Scott Morrison for going China over COVID-19. Australia's supply chain relied so heavily on China, now many department stores have got nothing on the shelves. Why did we get close to a country that's a communist dictatorship, has a poor human rights record, when we have fantastic global friends, Western democracy friends, areas of the world that respects human rights, to a point? Oh, no, 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 got to get close to China politically and economically. Are you kidding me? the reason we have we got into bed with china was on the supply chain and now look what's happened we don't have a diversified supply chain solution our entire some of our industries where we used to make things here in australia were decimated and sent to china now what's happened we're friends with japan we're friends with the us we're friends with the uk and we're friends with the british empire why did we not talk to them Do you know there's only been one global leader who has stood up to China? Europe hasn't. Boris Johnson's been forced to. See, China got a cold and has put the entire world economic platform on life support in ICU. Here's another thing to think about. Have you noticed ISIS and the Taliban or Taliban, whatever you want to call it, hasn't gone after China. They've only gone after Western nations. They haven't gone after Russia. They haven't gone after China. And yet Russia's human rights is, is a little bit debatable. China's known for having concentration camps for Muslims, and yet ISIS don't go after them. Oh, no, no, no. Why? Like for like, communist dictatorship and poor human rights. We've been friends with the US for decades. Why did we not rely on them as a trade solution for supply chain? We've got medical stuff out of China. It's disastrous. Some Chinese crap products we get here in Australia fall apart after six months. China's in our political system. China's in our economic system. China's trying to force its way of life and force its ideals onto Australians. China wants to be part of the goddamn world but doesn't respect any freedom loving nation. It wants to be the be all and end all. There's only one problem with that. I don't think the world wants to be run by communism. I have Indian friends. They are hard working bastards. They came to Australia, they're citizens of Australia, they respect Australia, they understand Australia's way of life. They have amount, They have modified their way of life to suit in with Australian values. Two of my very dear Indian friends bust their guts five days a week. I just, I can't fathom why the fuck we got into bed with China. We got Chinese cars out here. LDV. SAG Motor Group. You can't even build a freaking V8 Ute. This is a small four cylinder of diesels and petrols. I've been a long time supporter of American technology. My personal opinion is I think the Yanks have made a better fist of technology than in some cases China has. We're very friendly with Japan. Japan makes fantastic electronics and electromechanical equipment and and communications. Why are we relying on frigging China? Our Pacific partners, our cousins across the Dutch, our Kiwi friends. It's a four-hour flight. You could practically get something from New Zealand and have it delivered the next goddamn day. Why aren't we doing something with New Zealand regarding supply chain and trade in both directions? No. Paul Keating wanted us to be closer to China. Well, now we've paid the price. One adage is you keep your friends closer and your enemies closest. Well, it hasn't worked here. We got opened up by China last week. Prime Minister didn't say anything. He hasn't got the guts. Scott Morrison's done a fantastic job, but he hasn't had the guts to stand up to China. China wants to be on the world stage. China has to respect the world. The problem you get is China demands respect, but only respects like countries. And that's why they love Russia. It's why they love North Korea. It's why they love Cuba. And some other slightly socialist, slightly communist countries. Are we just going to throw away our freedoms just for supply chain? Fuck me dead. I have some very dear friends in the US. I've learned a lot from back at TAFE when I looked at a lot of stuff that came out of then Bell Labs and Western Electric. Some of the stuff, some of the technology that England invented. The Brits invented some fantastic IT stuff and communications stuff to appoint some vehicles. But oh no, no, no. Australia, a Western nation, a liberal democracy, went for China. Do you know out here you can buy a cheap Chinese fucking microwave for about 30 bucks Australian and dead in 12 months? Cheap Chinese throwaway shit. Now, the microwave I bought, made in Taiwan. The Taiwanese, TSMC is one of the biggest global chip manufacturers around. They could be classed up there with the likes of global foundries and that. TSMC are, are brilliant. The Taiwanese are very good at making stuff. So are the South Koreans. Nope. Australia jumped into bed with China. Is it, I think we've got some feng shui, is it feng shui or f- those freaking Chinese things in universities here in Australia. Same as the US and the UK and Europe. Trying to push Chinese propaganda down universities' throats. We got too close to China. We're suffering now. It's bullshit. Now, the problem in me saying that is automatically some people make the assumption I'm a racist. No, I'm not. The Chinese people aren't the problem, it's the bloody government. Oh, no, no. You're called a racist. We've made a catastrophic error. We've got to sleep in it now. Now, ScoMo's having a chat to Boris Johnson. We've had a chat with Donald Trump about certain things. That shores up some supply chains. We're now having a chat with Modi over there in India to try and shore up some supply chains. Christ, we rely on fucking medicine and biomedical stuff out of China. Half the stuff comes in here. The TGA's got to reject it. Good God. My car. Japanese. Japanese. The reliability of Toyota just proves how good Japanese stuff is. My love of Pioneer audio-visual equipment. Same difference. Denon, same difference. The Americans with Bose. The Japanese with Nagamichi. What's China produce? See, the problem you've got is China's 100-year goal to become the leading global superpower. And if Western nations allow them, that's the end of freedom in the world. I do have one solution. Might ease a few tensions around the world. For example, and I mentioned this in a, The Simple Fix series over on the podcast. It would relieve some of the tension, although let's face it, a little Australian like me is not gonna have a massive effect on the world, but one thing the world could do is to forget about Russia. Back off Russia's borders and tell them fine. We just won't watch what you do. Now the problem there is, obviously you run the risk of Russia hacking the crap out of the world. But Vladimir Putin wants to be self-sufficient, fine. Tell NATO to back off Russia, 3000 Ks from the border. Do you know what should happen? And it's an idea that could be considered. How about Western democracies come together and create an alliance on security and trade So you get the British Empire, you get the Americans, you get the Indians, some of the European countries, where human rights and public freedom are respected, and you make an alliance out of it. And you make it that those countries support themselves, then they're friends. At the moment, Australia can't even support itself. It relies so heavily on China for the everything. We're up shit creek. Something I um, mulled over many years ago, and this is way back in the early 2000s, The UK, us, the Kiwis, Canada, the US. Form a trade pack. Not a free trade agreement, a trade pack. Where we manufacture our own stuff for our own citizens. And then we help each other out after the fact. You throw a few European countries in there as well. What became the, what was the ECC or EEC or E E C? Then obviously the E U. So you get the entire British Empire, the Yanks, a couple of the European countries, and you form a trade pack or a trade alliance, which is a vastly different thing to a free trade agreement. And we all stand up to the communist dictatorships around the world and say, hey, we can look after ourselves. We don't need your garbage. We got too close to China here in Australia and we're paying for it. But no one sees it. No one gets it. No one understands the damage that's been done economically to the country. Forget the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, For fuck's sake. We're supposed Australia is supposed to be a free nation. But the more China gets into us, the less freedom we end up with. Christ, it's plain to see, real plain to see how China's got into our political system, got into our businesses got into our stock exchange, got into our telecommunications, got into everything. Some Australians take it lying down. No one's willing, no public figure is willing to come out and stand up. A few Liberal MPs have, and I applaud them for that. They're not racist. They're just standing up for Australia. Isn't it funny sometimes, though, when you start to stand up for your own values, the anti-racism people jump on your back? You ever noticed that? It's not the people that are the problem in China. It's the dictatorship. But some people find it very hard to distinguish between the two, because as soon as you go after the government, you're called a racist. (laughs) Jesus Christ, how the hell... they make that connection I don't hate the Chinese people in fact let's face it the Chinese people live in some of the most draconian ways of life we know now we know China likes to talk in the back room they don't like this sort of stuff being sprouted around the public because it'll apparently upset the Chinese people And it doesn't matter what government, they always say we've made representations. Well, yeah, but fuck, you've never actually said anything. Personally speaking, and the anti-Americans would be all over this comment, you watch. But personally speaking, Australia should get closer to the US than to China as a supply chain. Fuck, we've been friends with them for, what, four, five, six decades or something. Now, whether that's some US people, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of the US would consider Australia the same way we consider the US. Good, close mates. G'day, fella, how you doing? What's happening, boyo? Want a beer? You know, that sort of thing. Now, ScoMo's had a bit of a chin-wag with Trump. Shored up some fuel supplies for us. That's good. He's now having a conversation with, my UK friends will know exactly who I'm talking about, to shore up a trade agreement. That's a good thing. Why did we not do that in the first fucking place? Christ, we had Margaret Thatcher in the UK for so many years. We're part of the British fucking empire. Why did we not talk to the British then? Because Labour didn't like the British Empire. And considering you had Margaret Thatcher in, the woman with the iron fist, who pretty much collapsed the UK, let's face it, economically, when they went through absolute hell through the late 80s and early 90s, We should have been closer to our British friends. We should have been closer to our British Empire friends. We need to be closer to our friends in the US. I've got good friends in the United States, very dear friends, from both sides of the coast. At least they understand freedom. At least they understand democracy. Why China? I don't get it. Apart from trade, what has China given us? Nothing. If anything, they've taken stuff from us. Here's another point to consider. Some universities, not all, some universities here in Australia will put international students above local because they get more money. Even if you have the best score to get into a university, an international, specifically a Chinese, will be put ahead of you well ahead of you now here's the kicker they come out to Australia they get their doctorate or bachelor of whatever and piss off home what do they give back to us? nothing, they take from us and go home they take our knowledge our expertise go home what do we get? apart from money, what do we get? not a lot now not every university does that but there are a number As I've mentioned many times in the past, the episode, the Bishop's, I think it's the Bishop's Gambit from Yes, Prime Minister, where Humphrey's at uh, Bailey College, Oxford, talking to the Dean and the the whatever in the bursar, where he says, anything but home students, we only get 400 a head for home students. Well, it's the same applies here. We got too close to China economically and politically, and we're paying the price. Now, from what I gather, the hack that China, well, it's it's pretty much, I I believe it to be China. The hack they did on the world, both of the US, Europe, and us, was to try and find information on a treatment for COVID-19, trying to see who's got the vaccine at the moment, so they can nick it. Monash University looks like they've found a vaccine. News broke here a couple of days ago. Wasn't widely put into the media. But that's what it was. Could be ready by the end of the year. And if we prove to beat this, and we don't patent the vaccine, we won't be the medical powerhouse or medical superpower Australia wants to be. Do you know, we have some of the world's leading medical research facilities just here in Melbourne. The Royal Children's Hospital, Monash University, Melbourne University, Deakin University, leading some massive biomedical research around the world. Westmead up in Sydney. The Royal Women's and Children's Hospital in Brisbane. Some of the world's Biggest medical research companies and facilities are just here in Australia. If we get the vaccine and don't patent the vaccine, we won't be what we want to be. You know, I was thinking about this a few days ago. If we get the vaccine and Australia wins the battle for treatment over COVID-19, do you know what I reckon we should do? Okay, you really wanna know what I reckon we should do? We patent it. We give it to countries who respect Australia. First off, our friends across the Dutch, New Zealand followed by our Pacific partners, the Solomon Islands, Fiji, etc., East Timor, maybe even Indonesia, which, funnily enough, is an Islamic democracy, to a point, we give it to the UK. Those countries who respect Australia's freedoms, respect respect Australia as a democratic society, we give it to them. We make other countries pay for it. And we make sure our cybersecurity defenses are rock hard. Now the World Health Organization wouldn't approve of that. But I reckon if we did that, some countries around the world might actually start to respect Aussies. Now, are we a superpower? No, we are not a super. We think we're a superpower. though In reality, we're a try-hard nation. But you've got to admit, we haven't had a recession for 30 years in this country. So we've done something right economically. Unfortunately, the basis of that whole non-recession was China. China got a cold, put the world on in ICU on life support. And they... St- Still won't accept responsibility. Now Beijing's got another outbreak. And yet the universities of Australia want to bring Chinese people from Shanghai, Beijing, etc., back into the country. And I can guarantee you that happens, we'll get a second wave because the universities are not going to crack down on it that hard. Melbourne Uni said they'll put them into 14 days quarantine and make it all tight-knit. Christ, we've got the ADF here in Victoria, finally. How are we gonna manage thousands of freaking Chinese students coming back to Australia when we can't even stop a bloody second wave here in Victoria? And it is the second wave. New South Wales has got an outbreak. We've got, a, we've got metropolitan Melbourne on the brink. It goes down, the whole of Victoria goes down 20 cases yesterday there'll be another 20 or 25 cases this morning at 9.30 here's the way I see things should happen, now no one's going to listen to old mate because I have no clout and I don't mind not having clout, but here's the way I think things should play out from now actually better yet From the start of the new Australian financial year, which is only a couple of weeks, well actually no less than a couple of weeks away, our financial year ends in five days time, next Tuesday. So from next Wednesday, this is how I think Australia needs to move. Now obviously they're not going to do it. Who's going to listen to old mate? Seriously, it's not like a global leader, it's not like Trump's going to take notice. It's not like Johnson is going to take notice, let alone ScoMo. Here's how I would play things out as of July one next week. First off, get back on the phone to Boris Johnson. Get that trade deal done now. Forget the fucking negotiate, get the trade deal done now. Get on to Modi over in the US, in in India, sorry. Get some sort of supply chain set up there. Get it going now. Get back onto the blower to Trump or Pence or Pompeo or whoever. Get back on the blower. Start getting stuff from the States. At least the Americans know how Australians want things to be. Same as the British. Jump on the blower to the Queen. right, ScoMo's got to get on the blower to the Queen and say, hey, listen, we need your help now. We need you as a backstop. Get onto the Yanks. Get the Defence Force back out here to shore up. Tell China to piss off from the port of Darwin. Cancel their lease. Now, some people may think I sound like Clive Palmer. No, I don't. I'm basically saying Australia needs to look after us now with a backstop from our friends. China's not a friend of Australia. Friends don't do to friends what China did to Australia. Once we've got that sorted out, we we bring back manufacturing to Australia. And I don't mean pissy little shit. Heavy industry. Tell the Greens to go and get stuffed while we restart the economy. Get Toyota back here. Get Nissan back here. Get Holden back here. Ford. Get some big tech companies into Australia. Dell. Apple if you have to. Get Intel here. Christ, get TSMC in here if you have to. Get them building stuff. Right? Have a chat to Trump. Get Texas City to start getting shit over here from a, a oil supply point of view. Have a chat to the POMs. Right? My British friends. Right? Get Australia and England closer like we used to be. Let's forget about becoming a republic at the moment. We've got to get the country going and we need our friends to help us. As a backstop. Get biomedical stuff back to Australia. Start making medicines for Australia. Start making medical stuff for Australia, here in Australia. Two things will happen. Number one, jobs go through the roof. Number two, you start getting money into the economy very quickly. Your GST take goes up. Is that going to happen? No, of course it's not going to happen. Why? Simple. It's a simple fix. But once you mix in politics and diplomacy and all that bullshit, it just gets all too hard. Here's something to think about. This is how I'd do it if I was PM. All right. First off, have a chat to the Queen. Followed by off, off, off. get something sorted out. Get it sorted out fast. Forget the diplomatic and political mumbo jumbo. Just get it done. Number one. Number two. Go over to the US. Walk in the front door of the White House. Sit down. Grab a cup of coffee, have a cup of coffee with Trump. Tell him what we need. Tell him to bring the defense force back here. Three, cancel the lease with the port of Darwin with China. Tell him to go and get nodded. Four, have a quick chin wag with the Japs. Get another supply chain solution out of Japan. Get it rapid. Five, ask TSMC to set up a factory and manufacturing plant here in Australia, all plants. Six, Tell the Greens that until the economy is going again, to back off. We need heavy industry in this country. We need it now. Five. Set up something with the New Zealanders. Their economy's been decimated. We've got to back them up. Get the Anzac spirit happening again. Get our Pacific partners. Start getting them stomping. And until China respects the world, China should get no respect. You see, China demands it be respected, but it doesn't respect other nations. As for us Victorians, we need to cancel the BRI from a security point of view, primarily, and a less socialist attitude here in the state too. That's how I do things. I know. Little Victorian here. Not going to make a major difference. But that's how I do it. Maybe have a chat with Angela Merkel as well. Or the Swiss. Christ, even the Norwegians if we have to. A good friend of mine over there. I mean, seriously, why fucking rely on China when you know? See, I've said this before. It used to be when the US gets a a sniffle, we get a cold. China got a cold, we've got pneumonia in in ICU. It's the only way it's going to work. Footnote. I'm not racist. The Chinese people aren't the problem. It's the government. And until people decipher and distinguish between the two, you're always going to have the anti-racists on your back. I mean, it's exactly the same as freaking uh, Islamic, Islam. Islam is not a fucking race. Islam's not a, a fucking type of person. Arab is the race. Islam or Muslim, whatever you want to call it, is the political and religious ideology. Christians are not a race. It's like Catholics aren't a race. Until you decipher between that, or sorry, but until you distinguish between that and actual between religious and political ideologies and, you know, the type of, the the race, whether you're black, white, whether you're yellow-skinned, whether you're Arab, whether you're Indian, you know, that type of stuff. The anti-racists have got their wires crossed. There's anti-Semitic and there's anti-racists, but it seems as though the the lines are blurred between the two of them absolutely inane. As I said, this little Victorian can't change the world, but that's the only solution I can come up with. Sitting on the fence here at Backyard's non-tech channel. Head back to my main channel. We've got more videos coming up. (sighs) Have a good one.